If you've got a Bible with you, you might want to turn to Exodus chapter 20. And when I first became a Christian, I actually loved the book of Exodus because I could find it. Uh, you had Genesis and then Exodus, so I could find that one. It was the same with the book of Matthew in the New Testament. I could find that one uh, as well. Uh, we're in a series, uh, if you can see it on the screen, uh, entitled Rules to Live By, where we've been going through the, the Ten uh, Commandments. And uh, this morning, we're looking at the Fifth Commandment. And uh, I smiled, actually, at uh, what the subject was this morning. Um, and it is honour your parents, which seems so appropriate, uh, given the morning uh, that we've had. This is the verse in Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honour your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. We stood up a bit earlier uh, to stand literally with Joe and Leah uh, in this uh, incredible thing called parenting. We did that for a couple of reasons. We did it because uh, we love them um, and we want to support them. But if you're a parent here, we also stood with them because we know how tough it is uh, and how difficult. And uh, our little ones uh, aren't little anymore. Um, our children are all grown up uh, now. And I remember when they were little thinking, oh my goodness, this is difficult. But just to encourage you, it gets worse. Um, <laughs> no, it doesn't actually. It just gets different. Uh, and uh, the other thing that we found very interesting, as, as I did anyway as a dad, uh, was that when we had Emma, and Emma's one of those little children, do you know what I mean? They, they, they should just create a mold called Emma. Uh, and uh, because what happens, you used to run up to the bedroom just to see if she was awake. Do you know what I mean? And, and uh, she'd go straight off to sleep and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then we got Jonathan. And Jonathan wasn't quite like Emma. And so what we had to do, we had to learn new rules uh, with Jonathan. And uh, after about three or four years, we thought, oh, my goodness, we're getting the hang of this. And then James came along, and he broke the mold all together. And, uh, and so what we found with parenting is that it, it just, you've just got to keep adapting. Isn't that right? And you think, oh, my goodness. Uh, I said to, to somebody that actually the, the most challenging um, time for me as a dad has been as they've grown up. And, um, and they're now making choices uh, that aren't necessarily the choices that you would have made if, if, if you were making those choices. And, and I came across this letter... Uh, from, from a, a father of a young girl of 17, uh, and he was encouraging her to break off with her boyfriend. And here's the letter, and it should, should come up on the, uh, the screen, I think. It says, Dear Spike, I've been unable to sleep since I forced my daughter to break off her engagement to you. Will you forgive and forget? I was much too sensitive about your mohawk tattoo and pierced nose. I now realize motorcycles aren't really that dangerous, and I really should not have reacted the way I did to the fact that you've never held a job. I'm sure, too, that some other very nice people live under the bridge in the park. Sure, my daughter is only 17 and wants to marry you instead of going to Oxford on a full scholarship. After all, you can't learn everything about life from books. I sometimes forget how backward I can be. I was wrong. I was a fool. I've now come to my senses. And you have my full blessing to marry my daughter. Sincerely, your future father-in-law. P.S. Congratulations on winning the lottery. 
so much uh, we could say about parenting. Um, I want to just pause for a moment. I loved that video. I know it was only about a minute and a half, but I actually loved it because I, I loved the way that they, they, they did it because parenting we know is tough, but actually um, we've got parents. Some of us have got parents, had parents. And, uh, and it, uh, my mum... My mum died in uh, December, and we weren't expecting mum to die at all, and um, it was all a bit of a shock to all of us. And uh, I remember saying to Sue, um, when we knew that she was dying, so many things I wanted to say, I, and, and I can't, and, and I, I, sat, I sat next, next to her bed, and and I try, I try to, I try to say some things, but, but in a very real sense, I felt that it was just a day too late. And as I watched that video over again, I, I, I just wanted to say to to some of you who got that chance uh, of maybe saying thank you uh, for this or or for that, uh, because uh, we we recognise that parenting. Uh, is uh, it's an incredible challenge, it's an incredible privilege, and a huge responsibility. Uh, thankfully, I've still got, um, I still got my dad, who I saw in, in Clitter yesterday. Uh, and, I, and I'm just trying, I'm, I'm a bloke, so we're slow learners sometimes, but I, and I think especially from a, from a son to a dad, Saying some of the stuff is, I don't know why, but it just seems another bridge that's required. I, I don't know why that is. But I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm getting more gushing. I'm sure my dad will tell me to stop it. Um, but I just want, I want to say some thank yous to him. Um, and it's, it's, it's little videos like that that help, but, but obviously <coughs> what I experienced a few months back. Uh, was the major player uh, in that. And so, as you go away from here this morning, I'd, I'd really love you um, to think about maybe saying a thank you uh, or, or whatever. The reason I'm pausing is because um, when I look back on my childhood, uh, which was a long time ago now, obviously. Um, there are so, so many things about my childhood that I can celebrate. Uh, and then there was, there was other stuff. And it may well be for you that um, there was more of the other stuff than the celebrating. And so for, for you, coming to a verse like this about honouring your parents is a, is a big deal. And I'm not trying to be trite about this. We really try not to do that as a church here. We try and be real. And so if that is for you this morning, and, and, and frankly, people aren't going to know because you tend to keep that in, I, I would really encourage you to share that with somebody that you trust implicitly and, and not just to, to, to keep it in. 
It, it might even be that uh, you need to go and see a professional counsellor and actually talk about some of the, the pain uh, that happened when you were, when you were younger. Because uh, not everybody had a ball uh, when they were kids. There's so much that we could actually develop on that, but we're not going to do that uh, this morning. Um, the second aspect about parenting, because if I was doing this message um, 30 years ago, it would, have been, it, it would have had a very different slant, because um, back then we just had these little three bundles and everything related around that stage. But as I've just mentioned, actually parenting now um, is, is taking on a, a very different role, because... I've actually got quite an, uh, an elderly dad. And so, and Sue's got an, uh, a, a mum who's got full-blown dementia. And when we saw her yesterday, um, I, I find it very moving seeing the way that Sue interacts with her mum who can't interact with her anymore. And, and you'll understand what I'm, I'm trying to say there. It, it's, a, it's, a different, it's, a, it's a different dynamic, it's a different dimension to this whole thing about relating to to parents. Um, and as I was preparing for this morning, I, I came across um, some writing that suggested that there are three distinct spheres or uh, periods uh, in, this, in this area uh, of parenting. Uh, it come up on the screen, I, I think. It, it'll say, uh, when you are young, you honour your parents by listening to them and doing what they say. Uh, you, lots of you are in that sphere at the moment. <laughs> Um, please go and scrub your teeth. Um, it's time for bath. Go, let's have a bath. It's time for bed, okay? And then what you want to do is you want your child to listen, okay? And that's, that's great. But if you're still doing that when they're 23, okay, something gone wrong, isn't it? And so when our, when our kids got into their, their teens and uh, late teens and in, into their 20s, um, I think the way that um, you honour your parents um, is by showing them respect. And, and what I mean by that is that you're all grown up now, so, you, so you've got to stand on your own two feet and you've got to make those decisions. And, but it's wonderful to get input or actually invite input from your parents and just say, look, we're thinking about, we're thinking about doing this. What do you think? I think there's something wonderfully respectful uh, when, you're, when your kids uh, do that. And when it, when it happens to us, Sue and I just find it just a huge privilege that our kids actually are interested in, in, in what we think. Now, uh, they've got to decide what they want to do, but actually having that respect to us, I think, is actually a big one. And then this, this last one, uh, I thought, touched me, especially about where we are at the moment in terms of our stage of life. It's when your parents are elderly, you honour them by treasuring them. And as I watched my wife again yesterday with her mum, um, and, and if I'm honest, I find, I find the place that we, we, we go to extremely difficult because everybody there has got full-blown dementia. It's a, it's a world that I don't understand. I find it very difficult to relate to. And yet when I see people in there, my wife was one of them, who, who was able to offer dignity and love and to cherish in that kind of environment, it just blows me away. Treasuring. And I guess the question I want to pose is, how, how can we treasure, if you've got an elderly parent, um, what does that look like uh, for each of us? 
So very quickly, I just want to share a, a couple of principles uh, that Sue, Sue and I have been uh, thinking about and reflecting on for a lot of years now. And uh, I've come at some verses from the New Testament that um, the bridge is the passage in Exodus chapter 20 that uh, we read a little bit earlier. Um, but this is the, um, the New Testament application. And Paul says to the church at Ephesus, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. What a great verse that is as a parent. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may help long, uh, ha- sorry, enjoy long life on earth. When our kids were young, we used to have a Bible time before they went off to school and whatever, and we used to get them to memorize verses. Guess which verses we got them to memorize first? These two. We thought they were great. The problem with it is, is that they kept reading the passage, and the next verse says this. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. And they insisted that we memorize that verse, and, uh, which I thought was actually quite cute. A couple of other translations of that verse are up on the screen now. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. I think one of the ways that we can do that as dads is wanting our kids to be stereotypes of what we are. When I was younger, I was, I was just a sportaholic. Uh, if it wasn't cricket, it was rugby. And if it wasn't rugby, it was tennis. And if it wasn't tennis, it was golf. Anything with a ball, really. Actually, anything to get me out of class, frankly. Um, I took up canoeing because it got me out of history. Um, thoroughly enjoyed it over at Aberavon Beach. When James, when James came along, who was our third child, okay, was not interested whatsoever in rugby, not so interested in cricket at all. And my cricket was my life. And I've got this little boy, and I'm thinking, he doesn't like sport. And I remember saying to Sue, what is wrong with him, love? <laughs> he doesn't. All he was interested in were wheels on his feet. He was a roller skater. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't stand on roller skates, let alone do anything with them. And, and I think Sue was so wise, and she said to me, Dave, she said, please don't try and make him what you are. Celebrate what God has made him. And what God had made him is he made him uh, with this amazing ability to, um, to roller skate and go on skateboards and uh, do all these incredible tumbles and uh, whatever. I tell you, the amount of patching up Sue had to do uh, with him is quite remarkable. Don't try and force your kids to be what you want them to be. If they're artistic, they're creative or whatever, celebrate it. Something else I find really funny is that we try and shut up the noisy ones and try and make the quiet ones noisier. Have you noticed that? Just allow them to be the people that God's created them to be. Now, obviously, within boundaries, that's part of parenting, that there's got to be boundaries. We've got to be careful with that one. Children, obey your parents. <laughs> How about this one from Ephesians 6, 4, uh, the living translation. And now a word to you parents. Don't keep on scolding and nagging your children, making them angry and resentful. I, I found uh, I got into a habit. I don't know if you've got into this habit of just, just seem to be constantly 
negative. Um, don't do this. Turn that down. Turn it off. Why haven't you done your homework? Where do you think you've been? No, you can't wear that. Does that relate? Do you understand what I'm saying? About the, how easy it is for us to be negative. And now a word to you parents, don't keep on scolding and nagging your children, making them angry and resentful. Because if we do that, we're just going to turn our kids off. I love this quote from Charles Swindle. Um, he says, each day of our lives, we make deposits in the memory banks of our children. Each day of our lives, we make deposits in the memory banks of our children. And I guess we just need to ensure that the deposits uh, we make uh, are good ones. Um, I mentioned my dad a bit earlier. My dad's of an era uh, when uh, they, didn't, they didn't cuddle boys. I can't ever remember my dad giving me a cuddle. Uh, not because my dad's a mean dad or a bad dad. He's not at all. Um, because that was that era. And I, I don't know about you, but I think it's changed a lot. And, um, and one of the things that I think is really important, I know there's this sort of fear out there now about touch. And, and there's a lot, I'm sure there's lots of teachers here this morning, and you know you're not, you know, you're not allowed to touch children. I, I just think it's such a tragedy because, um, of course, inappropriate touch abuse is, is, is disgusting and it's horrible. But actually children really benefit from being held of being cuddled, or in Wales having a real kutch. There's something very special about it. And what I found is with my boys, and my, my boy, actually James, <laughs> the roller boot one, actually turned into a rugby player. Um, by mistake it was. Uh, it was quite funny, he was at school, he was in year eight, we moved up to Wales, and uh, they said to James, James, would you like to play rugby? Uh, he said, I don't mind. And uh, he said, okay, fine, because of the size he was. He said, would you play in the back row? He said, yeah, of course. He said, where is it? Yeah, no, no concept where the back row was uh, at, at all. He said, yes, yes, I'll play. And so he, became this, he became this rugby player. <clears throat> but the point I wanted to make was this, is that um, I, I still wanted to hold him. I still wanted to get close to him. So we used to wrestle and uh, he used to beat me all the time. Um, and, or I'd do this with his hair, or, or whatever. But it would obviously be something different with um, the way I would treat my daughter. I, I think the point I'm trying to make is, is that this getting close, this getting intimate with a father and a son or a, a daughter, it's really important. Mums seem to get it so much more easily. And, and this thing about closeness, I think, is really is crucial, actually. Especially now that we live in this touch-averse society. I, I, I do think, I, I remember I was down in a place called Woodlands, down in uh, Dartmoor. I used to take our kids there when we lived in Devon, and uh, there was this child who was clearly lost, okay? I could see that this child was lost. I could see this woman next to me who was paralyzed, seeing that this child was lost, but terrified to go up to this child to ask if this child was okay. Why? Because of fear of what people might think. And we get that. Of course we don't have children to be hurt, but I think, I think we're losing something here. 
You know, when a child falls in the schoolyard, you know, and you've got one of these um, assistants there who can't actually pull them and actually give them a cutch on, on their knee. Now, I'm not suggesting they do that when they're 17, but, um, but when they're about five or six, it seems so appropriate. So for us as parents, I think it's important for us to be close. Taking an interest in what they do. I mentioned about the skateboarding and the... And the roller skating, uh, for me, that was a whole new dimension. But when Sue and I were down in Tembe, we went over to Manor Beer. And uh, we, we were coming back from uh, Barrafundal Bay. I don't know if you've ever been there. It's just breathtaking. And on the way back, we stopped off in Manor Beer. And there were guys out on the surf. And it was a, a really big surf. And they were, there were 17 guys out surfing. And so Sue and I just went and stood on the, uh, on, on the edge just to, just to watch them. And there's this guy there, uh, quite an old guy. And we got talking, and uh, we, I said to him, have you ever done this? He said, oh, he said, I used to do it when I was younger. He said, but I've got two boys out there. And he said, they're, they're surfing. I said, oh, I said, have they been out there long? He said, um, an hour and a half so far. He said, I'm going to have to call him in in another hour. So for an hour and a half, he was prepared to give that two and a half hours up. So he could actually just go there and observe his boys uh, in the water. I, I thought that was just immense. Giving time. I, I know for some of you it's extremely difficult to do that, to get off work and all that. I, that's not a guilt trip. But where we can, it's just wonderful to be able to give them time. In watching things that they like to watch, in listening to music that they like to listen to, I, I still remember my mum saying to me, Dave, will you stop that urdy-gurdy? I still remember that. I don't know what Erdy Gurdy is, but that's what she thought my music was. But actually, my children have taught me to appreciate incredibly different music to the ones I would naturally listen to. Because I just hang around and, and actually listen to some of it. Now, some of it, of course, was probably Erdy Gurdy, um, but that's another story. Planning time into your busy schedule to do silly things together. to play, to laugh, to show them that they mean the universe to you. When I left, I was in finance before I became a minister. And uh, my director took me to one side and he said, um, he said, Dave, he said, I think what you're doing is appalling. I said, oh, thanks for the encouragement. He said, Dave, how can you treat your children this way? He said, you won't be able to buy them this, you won't be able to buy them that, you won't be able to buy them the other. And it's true, uh, when I went into Bible college, uh, they didn't pay as much as my previous job. But I said to him, I said, you know, the thing is, what I've noticed with kids is that actually they do like playing with things, but they actually love you playing with them more. Didn't you find it fascinating when we spent all, these, uh, all this money on presents at Christmas time that they used to play with the boxes? I thought that was a fascinating one. You'd empty the toy out and whatever, and they'd play for ages with the box. But what they kept saying was, Mum, Dad, will you play with this with me? And uh, if you were like me, too often I'd be saying, I'm too busy. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll play with you later. I'll play with you later. Those are one of the things, those are one of the phrases that I wish I could eradicate from my memory. That I'm not quite sure what was so important, because I can't remember any of that stuff now. But actually giving that time, that moment, to that child is really, really important. To so stop saying, I'm too busy. 
or we'll do it tomorrow. I want to finish uh, with, uh, with this. Um, it, it's a quote. It's, um, there are many ways to measure success, not the least of which is the way your child describes you when talking to a friend. There are many ways to measure success, not the least of which is the way your child describes you when talking uh, to a friend. What a privilege we have of parenting for Joe and for Leah as uh, they bring up Eli and Izzy. Um, we want to try and stand with them as a church. Um, we see us as like an extended family, as, as you will try and stand up with them and as others stand up with you. Are you going to make mistakes? Of course you're going to make mistakes. We all make mistakes. But the wonderful thing I found is that if you have made a mistake and you say sorry to your child, it's really, really important. Um, whether they're when they're little or when they're older. Because they get the fact as well that we all make mistakes. And just keep investing. Keep investing in those relationships with them. Let's just close our eyes and let's pray, shall we? Father, we do thank you for this huge privilege that we have of being parents. We do pray, Father, that you would help us to honour them at whatever stage of life that looks like for us right now. For some here, perhaps, Lord, we need to say sorry. For others, we need to say thank you. Whichever it is, Lord, we pray that uh, we won't live on past regrets, but actually we will make uh, new beginnings and create opportunities for today and for tomorrow. Father, we want to say thank you that uh, you show us through your love what forgiveness looks like, what healing looks like, uh, what joy and laughter looks like. And we pray, Father, that uh, for each of us, that might increasingly be our experience of knowing your joy in our lives and in the lives of our children. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.